Hello and welcome back to Beniah, Mighty Man of God by P.H. Thompson, an audiobook. This is the author's note. In historical fiction, it's the author's duty to be true to the events that happened and then to use poetic license to fill in the gaps. I feel the standard is even higher with biblical historical fiction. With a more obscure biblical character like Beniah, I used the few verses where he is named or quoted and incorporated them into the story. I also included the relevant scripture verses at the beginning of each chapter. Because he was known as one of David's mighty men, his chief bodyguard and then head of the army of Israel under Solomon, I feel it is safe to assume he was present during many key events in Israel's history and privy to many conversations in the palace, as well as David's personal actions. Many of the stories in this novel are familiar, but they are told from Benaiah's point of view. What do we know about him? We know he was from Kabzeel in the south of Judah, near the border of Philistia. His name is pronounced Benaiah, and it means built by Jehovah. We know Benaiah was promoted by David over his bodyguard of Cherethites and Pelethites. Cherethites were those tribes of the Philistines who dwelt in the southwest of Canaan. Cherethites and Pelethites was a collective term for David's personal bodyguard. The words indicate a rank, literally executioners or couriers who would convey the king's orders to distant places. At a later date, they were called the captains and the guards. So Benaiah would have been a captain and executioner. We see this role especially under Solomon when he was sent to execute Adonijah, Shimei, and Joab. We know he was a valiant man, with exploits against both men and beasts. He is known for three heroic deeds that lead to his appointment in the elite force of David's mighty men, aggressively going down into a pit on a snowy day to kill a lion, fighting two Moabite aerials and challenging a giant Egyptian armed with only a staff and killing him with the man's own spear. We know he was David's chief bodyguard and then head of the army of Israel in place of Joab during the reign of Solomon. We know he was married and had at least two sons, Amizabad, who was a soldier under Benaiah's command, and Jehoiada, named after his grandfather, who became an advisor to the king after Ahithophel's suicide. Since Benaiah was so well respected, it is not unreasonable to assume that his sons would also be men of honor. The unique name of his son prompted me to extrapolate backwards and name his brother Amizabad. We know he is almost always mentioned in connection with his father, Jehoiada, who was a priest. He was an Aaronite who led 3,700 priests in support of David when he took the throne in Hebron over a united kingdom. But what don't we know about him? We don't know why he became a soldier instead of a priest. As a Levite, and particularly an Aaronite, he would have been expected to be a priest. Why didn't he? I decided to explore that question. I added in an older brother who was already a priest, so it wouldn't be too scandalous for him not to do as expected. We don't know about his early life and family before he was married. We don't know anything about his wife, so I filled in the gaps with my imagination. We don't know how he felt when asked to follow commands he knew to be wrong, like the proposed attack on the family of Nabal and Abigail, or to summon the wife of his friend and fellow soldier, Uriah. We don't know at what point Benaiah joined David, but I inserted him into the story while David was on the run from Saul. I had him as a mercenary soldier when he did his famous three deeds that eventually earned him a spot among David's mighty men. 
I also made him about 10 years younger than David, so he would have been about 60 when David died and he was promoted to head of the army. I wondered about the soldier at David's side that evening on the roof. It's not unlikely that it was Benaiah. When asked the identity of the women, woman bathing, he told David who she was, so he must also have been one of the mighty men in order to know that. Then he was ordered to get her for him. We don't know how he felt about that. How did he feel afterwards when he knew the part he played in David's sin and saw the repercussions of it? Benaiah killed two Moabite Ariels, according to earlier translations. My research led me to question the retranslation of the word Ariels to lion-like men. The problem is no one knows what an Ariel is. In Hebrew, it sounds like lion, so they translated it as two lion-like men of Moab. The original readers would have known what it was, so it was not explained. But others believe Ariel is actually a military term, possibly meaning a group of soldiers, like a platoon. A single platoon can consist of 20 to 40 soldiers. If Benaiah fought two against one, it would have been impressive. But if he fought two platoons single-handedly, Benaiah is even more awesome. And I chose the latter option. If I was naming the characters, I would not have chosen so many names beginning with A, because it can be confusing to readers, especially those unfamiliar with biblical names. I also included a cast of characters to help the reader make sense of who is who. This is especially helpful to anyone unfamiliar with Bible stories or names. I hope you learned to appreciate Beniah by reading about him as much as I did by research. I have a few favorite Bible characters I'm looking forward to talking with for quite a while in heaven. Jesus, of course, and Hezekiah, Abigail, and Beniah, among others. I'd encourage you to read First and Second Samuel and the first few chapters of First Kings with fresh eyes, imagining Beniah there to witness the events firsthand. If you enjoyed the book, please consider leaving a review on Amazon.com or Chapters Indico. Thank you.